it's inspiration for you. We're enlarging worlds with growth stories. Listen your way. Tune in for fresh stories brought to you by Unit for Hosts. Join us for this week's inspiration for you. Hello and welcome to Inspiration for You podcast. I'm Pedro Carreira. And I'm Nuno Miguel Gonçalves. And we're your guest hosts for this special Pride episode. <laughs> yes, we're very proud of this partnership between Unit 4 and Ilga Portugal. And it's a real inspiration to see our identities being celebrated and welcomed. We would like to send a special thank you to Unit 4 Savannah Terburg and Eba Externs and Ilga Portugal Marta Ramos for making this possible. I'm a member of Ilga's board and, with Nuno, created a community project called Escrever, where we and many other LGBTI people write about politics, culture and society. Part of that project came along a weekly podcast called Dar Voz Escrever, Give Voice to Escrever, which is our project, where we talk about uh, the LGBTI world uh, that week and also talk with guests and be a little bit silly too, especially Pedro. <laughs> I'm not silly, I'm very serious. Yes, sure. <laughs> so let's unmute this Pride Month. This is Unit 4's theme for the Pride Month in honor of all those who speak up for diversity. Yes, we're a teeny humongous bit sad because our Lisbon Pride Parade and our Real Lisboa Pride, the two biggest Pride events that take place in Portugal, were both cancelled because of the pandemic. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a bit, because after all, we're here to prove why Pride should be every single day. Definitely. That's exactly uh, what Marta Ramos wrote on Unit 4's blog. Oh my god, this is totally <laughs> unexpected. <laughs> yes. What? It's been 52 years since the Stonewall Riots, the event that started the modern LGBTI movement, which means 52 years of outspoken and resilient existence and resistance. We've got to remember every single day that Pride is all about being visible and projecting your true self. Yes, it's not a one-month event, but an everyday struggle with society and sometimes even with your close ones. And uh, that also includes our workplaces, because if we are working at a safe place with great people, the entire team will win with this inclusivity. Yes, we've got to remember that in 2021, 70 countries still criminalize same-sex relationships, and in at least six countries, homosexuality is actually punishable by the death penalty. This reinforces stereotypes and prejudices against... Uh, LGBTI plus issues and contributes directly to insults targeting LGBTI plus identities and relationships, enhancing the lack of visibility of these people for fear of reprisals, of course, and their increased isolation. And an interesting part of this is that this is true in these 70 plus countries, but also true in some of the most advanced and friendly environments, because social homophobia and transphobia are sadly transversal in most, if not all, societies around the globe. Which means that every single society still needs to redeem themselves to ensure safety and true equality to LGBTI plus people and their families. We've got to get together on human rights and on mute. Yes. So let's start from the beginning. Yeah. This is the beginning. <laughs> Stonewall riots. This happened in 1969 in New York City. Uh, and these riots were against the police, harassment and violence towards the LGBTI community in New York City. This is the, this is the beginning, really, where yeah. it started all the, this uh, movement um, towards equality and respect and, uh, you know, LGBTI uh, rights around the, the, the world. Uh, 
And I think we still, we tend to sometimes forget um, the people that really studied it all. And we, we focus uh, a lot on men, on gay men mostly. But it's not fair, uh, really, to forget about the icons that study it all, right? Yeah, no? and it's not it's not fair, and it's not correct either. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because the, the the people that started this movement were actually trans women, and uh, two of them, for me, are synonyms with pride. Um, both Marsha P. Johnson and Sylvia Rivera, two uh, activists from from New York, um, they were initially. Uh, described as drag queens, even though now we, we can <laughs> see that they were not just drag queens, they were trans women that were fighting for, for the rights of everyone, gay people, trans people, everyone. And uh, yeah, it all started in the, in the Stonewall uh, bar uh, in 1969, when um, Stonewall... On in, June 28th, precisely. On June 28th, exactly. And uh, one night that the police was once again going through the bar to arrest people, And some people just said, okay, this is enough. We're yeah. going to rise against this. And uh, they did. And it's because of these people that uh, had the courage to, to do this in that summer night that we are all here able to stand with pride. Yes. So let's not forget these names. Marsha P. Johnson and Sylvia Rivera, two trans women. They both are icons from yeah. this day. So let's not forget about them. Yeah, and, and let's not forget about trans rights also. Yeah. No, that, that should be at the forefront of the movement right now. And uh, I always remember this episode with Sylvia Rivera in the 70s um, when she was booed out of the stage of yeah. the New York Pride by gay men and lesbian uh, women that thought that she was way too much and way too uh, out there to be fighting for the normal people that they assumed that they were instead of the not normal that she was. Yeah. And it was kind, kind of a, one of the saddest things that I've ever uh, seen was uh, Sylvia Rivera being booed out of the New York Pride stage. Yeah, so she was like a, a huge icon for the Not only icon, she, she fought for everyone that was yeah. booing her. <laughs> exactly, yes. And, and it's... Uh, it's It's uh, it's funny, it's not funny, but it's interesting that we're seeing some some movements, you know, being against trans people, saying that they don't belong in the LGBTI movement, yeah. in the LGBTI prize. And of course they do. They do belong to this uh, community. Yeah, I know this is a pride uh, special episode, but we have to, to talk a bit about the transphobia that exists within the LGBTI community. That's why there are... Um, associations or groups called LGB Alliance that uh, are trans-exclusionary and consists many times of uh, TERFs, trans-exclusionary fem radical feminists, and that are um, moving the movement backwards, are throwing away all of the, the things that we've been um, conquering the last couple of years, last few years uh, for trans people and are trying to um, segregate them and not be in our fight anymore and this is not okay. Yeah, pride history won't be erased, you know, we've got to, to remember these names. And um, yeah, we, like Nuno said at the beginning of this episode, our uh, Lisbon Pride Parade and uh, Real Lisboa Prides the two biggest events uh, in Portugal um, were cancelled this year because of the pandemics. And uh, yeah, we were a bit sad. We were 
Uh, Not a bit, let's be honest. <laughs> yes, we were quite disappointed, obviously, but uh, it is what it is. And this year, COVID-19 also had a huge uh, effect on um, this kind of celebrations. But like Marta Ramos uh, wrote on uh, Unit 4's blog, um, we've got to be proud every single day of the year and uh, fight against homophobia, biphobia, transphobia, interphobia. And that means too in our workplace, at our houses, with our friends. You know, if you can defend uh, a person, a cause, do it. It doesn't matter if it's on Pride Month or if it's on any other yeah, month. Yeah, it, it doesn't have to be in LGBT issues. It can be in gender equality, racial yeah. equality as well. We have to all stand together in these kinds of discriminations. Yeah. And uh, so we are from Portugal, right? <laughs> well, from last hijack. <laughs> so we, we would like to invite you to, to discover the Portuguese pride history. Yes, this is a little bit of our David Attenborough moment, so bear with us. <laughs> So, first of all, we got rid of Salazar's dictatorship on 1974. Which is not a long time ago. Yeah, <laughs> so that's the first. <laughs> Bear in mind that less than 50 years ago we were still in a dictatorship and being pursued by our political uh, views, by our uh, sexuality, by our gender, by our everything. Yeah, so the year is 1982. Uh, and homosexuality is finally decriminalized in Portugal. This means that when I was born, uh, homosexuality was still a crime in Portugal. I found out about it and I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I was born, you know, after uh, the end of the dictatorship. Uh, I thought I was born in a free country, but that was not the case. It was not the case. Freedom needs some fighting. <laughs> Freedom needs time. <laughs> Too, yeah. And uh, in 1983, uh, the first AIDS case is diagnosed in Portugal, mm -hmm. too. Also a mark in the country. In 1992, uh, homosexuality is no longer classified as a mental illness by the World Health Organization. This is obviously worldwide. It happened on May 17, and today we celebrate the International Day against homophobia, biphobia, transphobia, and interphobia that day, uh, or simply either hobbits. Not, not from the Lord of the Rings. No, no, no. no. Completely separate. <laughs> no, 17 of May, it's also a big day for the Pride uh, year. It's a, a pre-Pride yeah. celebration. It's like wh when it starts mm -hmm. before June comes in. Well, in normal years anyway. <laughs> in 1995, uh, Ilgo Portugal is founded. <laughs> That's us. The Ilgo Portugal Association, Lesbian, Gay, Bisexual, Trans and Intersex Intervention is the largest and oldest association that fights for equality and against discrimination against LGBTI people and their families in Portugal, 1995. We're celebrating our 25th anniversary this year, so yay! Mm. <laughs> Uh, in 1997, Ilga Portugal opens the first gay community center, the Centro LGBTI, and organizes the first Real Lisboa Prides in Lisbon. Uh, Lisbon's first gay and lesbian film festival also has its first edition. This was in 1997. 
And in the year 2000, the first LGBT Pride Parade is held in Lisbon. Ooh. Only in 2000 we started yeah. having a parade, yeah. uh, a political march for our rights. Only in 2000, it's incredible. Yeah. Um, in 2001, uh, the first edition of Porto Pride takes place. Yeah, yes. Porto, oh, Porto is the, the second biggest uh, city in the country. Yeah. In 2003, uh, it was the foundation of Rede Execu, which is the LGBT association that is... Uh, um, targeted for younger uh, LGBTI people. Sexual orientation is now protected against discrimination in the workplace by law. Portugal becomes one of the only countries in the world whose constitution prohibits discrimination based on sexual orientation. In 2006 we have an unfortunate event, Gisberta, a Brazilian trans woman is beaten, raped, tied up and left to die thrown into a well in Porto. She is now a resistance of the trans uh, fight in Portugal and is uh, celebrated um, during Pride as well. In that year, the first gay Pride march is also held in Porto. A lesbian couple is refused de facto a marriage license. Within four years, they would be the first homosexual couple to legally marry. In 2010, Portugal becomes the sixth country in Europe and the eighth country in the world to legalize same-sex marriage. It was... A milestone also. Mm -hmm. In 2016, access to adoption by couples of the same gender is legalized. The following year, prohibition of unnecessary surgeries for babies and intersex children took place. Also in 2018, gender self-determination law is approved, finally. Yeah. And only this year, 2021, uh, we had the end of the discrimination in blood donation by gay and bisexual men. This was a long, long battle that is now, I think, coming to an end. And as you can see, Portugal has um, a very well-equipped uh, constitution in terms of the protection of uh, LGBTI people, but the legislation is a bit um, advanced when you compare it to the societal uh, changes that still need to happen in Portugal concerning these issues. Yeah. So, yes, this is... Um, a bit of our history. A, yeah, a Portuguese and international history about pride. Don't uh, forget that uh, Unit 4, you know, is celebrating pride this month with uh, several events, with several blog posts about, um, uh, about pride and the importance of uh, celebrating our voices, celebrating our identities... Yeah, so uh, Unit 4 invited us to, to do this special episode. And um, yeah, in terms of LGBTI issues in the workplace, it's uh, obvious that if we have a team that is inclusive, the whole team wins and uh, we as people also win individually. So it's uh, a win-win for everyone. Yeah, it's important to, to listen, to get to know LGBTI people and you know sometimes we we hear about uh, pride and LGBTI uh, people but getting to know us it really helps to look at at someone's eyes mm -hmm. and say okay this is a person this we have something in common even if we are uh, with different backgrounds with different identities we can still we can still have many many things in common and that's beautiful mm -hmm. And don't forget, if you want to be an ally, you can do that by amplifying the voices of LGBTI people around you. You can listen to them and make sure that they are protected in, in the workplace. And above all, above all, again, to amplify their voices and to join us in our fight. Yeah. 
So once again, thank you to Savannah Terberg and Eba Ekstrand and uh, uh, Marta Ramos, Yoga Portugal CEO, for for contacting us and making this possible. It was a pleasure, and it was we are very proud to be part of this partnership. And thank you for having us. Hope you have a great Pride Day. Yeah, and, and see you all next year in person, hopefully. <laughs> yes. Hashtag vaccines work. Get vaccinated as well. So don't forget to unmute this Pride Month. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. <laughs>